0: Welcome to this week's Greenside Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service and in the studio for our fourth week together is Laura Barr. How are you, Laura? Doing good. Great. Laura is a nutrition and wellness educator, and we have been discussing quite a few things, kind of peddling our time here for me anyway, so I can get back to horticulture things. But the world is, spring is going to get here one of these days. I wanted to talk with Laura this week about words that we hear bantered about all the time in the health magazines and newspapers, and on the news is pre- and probiotics, Laura. And I guess clearly there must be a difference, because one's pre and one's pro- what are the differences or where do we get those or where are the sources of those things that benefit our health?
1: Okay, we'll start with probiotics. And probiotics are bacteria in our gut that do us good. What they do, if we feed these probiotics with prebiotics, they get rid of or push out bacteria that we don't want living in our colon. So when we think of probiotics, we're looking in food where it says those live and active cultures.
0: So I know about yogurt. Right. There must be other sources.
1: Kefir is another dairy product that has live active cultures. And then also sauerkraut. The fermentation in sauerkraut produces active cultures. And kimchi, a Korean dish, is cabbage as well. They're both cabbage and fermented cabbage. So you'll find probiotics in your food and then the prebiotic, it's basically they're short-chain fatty acids that feed the beneficial bacteria in the colon. So again, looking at having good colon health, eating our fruits and vegetables, and also we want the good bacteria.
0: Okay. When we're, as I've been the past few shows, uh, well, March now, we're maybe thinking spring finally. It might be it's still a bit early to be planting things but summertime it might be easier to get some of these in our diet because they're more readily available what do we do again during the doldrums of the winter months
1: well where we find the prebiotics they're in plant foods so oats barley apples wheat we have pretty good access to that okay. and again with the dairy products that's where we get our probiotics So I find that if you're looking for them, they're pretty easy to find. And we looked at the benefits of fiber before, which we find in plant foods, and there's many benefits, decreasing risk of colorectal cancer, good chance of doing that by having those good bacteria living in your gut.
0: Along with the fiber,
1: Yeah, that's what the fiber basically cleans out our intestines, kind of like a little brush going through our intestines and just kind of cleaning the surface area and also feeding bacteria that promotes health.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So... Um, so clearly then even in middle America in the dead of winter, we can get these things in our diet easily enough, and we should be thinking about that, of course. So I'm thinking in general here if we can increase our fruit and vegetable intake, as you have always talked about, the, the my plate thing and half of it being fruit and vegetables. If we can just do that, we have increased the pre and probiotic health right in our, in our systems.
1: Yes. The USDA MyPlate is, is put out there to take a lot of complicated facts and just, you know, make it simple to the point so we don't lose the interest of the consumer. So again, half our plate, fruits and vegetables, we choose our dairy, we maybe have some yogurt. Um, it's all good, it's, it's all worked in there. And when we think of the prebiotics again, Foods high in them, onions and garlic, the root vegetables, tend to be high in in prebiotics. I wanted to note that. But the the prebiotics do come with the fiber, and they are plant-based. They come from
0: plants. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, this is always interesting, and now I can't wait to get out there and put some early spring veggies out. Uh, In another couple three weeks that would be great to be able to do that. If you've been a gardener and uh, by now you've probably already perhaps started some of your transplants, uh, started them from seed in the house and can't wait to get out and garden. These shows here during the winter months are, I'm hoping they're an encouragement for any of the listeners to continue to garden and any folks listening that haven't gardened yet, it's certainly worth a try. Veggies don't have to be grown in a row in a bed in the garden. They can be in a container on the patio. They can be worked into an, an existing ornamental bed because, for the most part, most of our ornamentals are perennial flowers, roses, etc. They take the same kind of soil and care as our vegetables would. Some of our vegetables are quite colorful these days and work right into an ornamental bed. So you have that going for you. So I'd encourage any of you to uh, take Laura's messages uh, to heart and uh, increase the fruits and vegetables in the diet. We'd all benefit from it, whether we initially recognize it or not down the road, our, our bodies will feel better. Thank you, Laura. This has been Richard Henschel with Laura Barr from the University of Illinois Extension Service. We'll talk to everybody again next week.